to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage. My name is Heath Yearwood. And I'm Amanda Yearwood. And thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you. Welcome back to the Mission LHC podcast. We're here tonight just reminiscing of years gone by. It's actually our anniversary today. And so we've been cutting up a little bit about some funny things we remember from the wedding day in the past 27 years. Well, we just thought we'd share some of our memories. Uh, I guess as we was reminiscing, it was a lot of good times. Today's our 27th anniversary. Uh, married in 1994, and uh, it seems like it was just yesterday we were talking about it. I can remember it very well. Yeah, I can too. When I looked at pictures this morning, I thought, it seems like it couldn't have been that long ago. But then when I looked at the pictures, I thought, um, yeah, we've put on a few years since yeah. then. <laughs> well, maybe you have. I still look exactly the same. <laughs> Uh, that's a joke with every one of us there. Well, the only person that looks the same is our brother-in-law. He, he, he hasn't changed any. So True that. Brian hasn't changed a lick since I remember meeting him when he and my sister started dating. He looks the same. Well, as we were talking about the marriage, uh, you know, and getting uh, going through the ceremony and all that, we were talking about leading up into it. And, you know, it kind of makes you think about it. We've already discussed a little bit on one of the episodes about you know our proposal and you know we talked about most people have a great uh romantic thing and ours we were out on the uh carport of a uh yeah at mom and dad's house yeah on the steps right there by it and mm-hmm. we just decided that uh we didn't want to be apart from each other and i guess the alternative to that was get married and so <laughs> Uh, we ended up a uh, short time later we was married yeah that's right um we and we didn't tell our kids that for a long long time we were afraid that the first person they started liking they would decide they wanted to marry them but our courtship lasted in some in total about five and a half months you know and it's crazy we i think we already said this because all these run together on us but it's weird because i still remember the first night meeting your family and a lot of them was in the kitchen when we came in there but even though it's been 27 years it still seems like it was just yesterday because i can still remember what your kitchen looked like and different things and um when we talk about the wedding itself, you know, we didn't have a long time since we, like you said, we got married so quick. Yeah. And, you know, I think we probably would have gotten married even quicker if if we could have pulled it off. But there were, I mean, the, some things we still had to plan. We didn't do a whole lot of planning, but at least my mom had been through it once before already with my sister was already married. So she kind of knew what to do. And so a lot of the the thinking through what to plan that was already done so that helped but like i mean little thing well it's not a little thing but things like my wedding dress you know my grandmother made my wedding dress and so that takes time well and that's something i didn't know we were as we were reminiscing and looking over some of this we looked back through a marriage book and saw some of the photographs and different things and you know your wedding dress was you know very pretty and i was asking about did did you have it made by someone or not made i asked where did you buy it from you used to work with someone that did 
uh, like weddings and different things. And, yeah. and you said your grandmother made it, and it was crazy how pretty it was. And then you had a huge long train mm-hmm. that went with it, and I asked you about that. And you said that that was your... Uh, that si- was my something borrowed. That was my sister's train. So That your grandmother had my made. My grandmother had also made my sister's wedding gown. And so we made my wedding gown the back of it in the same way so that the train would fit on mine too so that was my something borrowed you know and we like i said were married in a much simpler time we Mm, were married in a church uh, and that's a whole nother thing we were married in the assembly of god church Mm-hmm. By, uh, Met- by my uncle, who's a Methodist, Methodist minister. minister, and then about my whole side, we're Baptists. <laughs> and we're just covering all the covering bases. all the bases, the, all the religions of the world, almost <laughs> or denominations. I'll say same religion, but denomination. <laughs> but um, we got married at Christmas time, of course. If this is the anniversary, y'all can figure that one out. But I think the biggest thing you chose a lot of times there was decorations already for oh, Christmas. Yeah, it made and it stuff. so much easier because I don't know if you remember, but the reception, you know, back then your reception was always, you know, just in the church fellowship hall. And so there was some decorating you did, but it wasn't like a ton. You mean we didn't have a big wedding venue that we had to go to <laughs> and we didn't rent like five different tents to put everybody in? No, under? we didn't. We, oh. It was very simple and. Um, we actually went out into the woods and cut some little pine trees and put some white lights on them, mm-hmm. and that was the decoration in the fellowship hall. So, I, I sometimes uh, now, especially having children, that's going to be going through this one day. Uh, I, I really miss those days. I would think uh, <laughs> because we've got some woods around here, we could find some good decorations. <laughs> well, you know, I did. Plan, try to plan for that, you know, with the magnolia tree. <laughs> yeah, Amanda, one of our things, because she used to decorate a lot with magnolia trees and stuff and use the leaves and everything. Yeah, because they would last forever and they don't wilt. You know, they're really stiff and they, anyway, pretty leaves. So, so she planted a magnolia tree here out in our yard. and When it, Bailey was about... I don't know, a year, maybe two years old. And in my mind, I thought, okay, it's not going to be like a full-size tree when she's an adult. But, it, you know, it would be decent size. So maybe I could clip some magnolia leaves from it. Well, I think that tree is probably still about maybe three feet tall. Uh, something <laughs> happened with it. We haven't destroyed it. It just... It's still alive. It's alive, but it hasn't but grown, it hasn't grown any. But... uh so our, our wedding, again, your bridesmaids had uh, green dresses. Yeah, like our, a, our colors were traditional green and red. And um, so the, the fabric, we put, and my grandmother made a lot of those dresses as well. Um, I bet she wished you'd gave her more time. <laughs> yes, but she was very talented. Uh, and I think there was another lady that we hired to do some of the sewing as well. But um, So the green and red dresses were like a velvet um material because you know it was a winter wedding and it was christmas and and i think we talked about this as well but they the music was a lot of christmas music that was played at the reception and and different things um and my uncle played there so we had a lot of people that pitched in to help a whole lot on the wedding yeah i remember being so excited about one of the details on the the reception table of course again back then you didn't have a full meal it was 
cake and punch and um we were you know uptown because we had a coffee table and um but i remember being so excited about um having red and green gumdrops instead of traditional wedding mints in the little dish See, beside the- <laughs> these were the things that i didn't know anything really about i think i was just in shock trying to get through the wedding and and that is a really the serious thing about it you know a lot of times those of you out there if you're listening to this it's kind of like raising children we've talked about before you didn't really get to enjoy raising kids a lot because you were you didn't know what you were doing you were just trying to get through the moment and didn't take time to appreciate it and that's why we said we believe grandkids are probably even better because you're looking back on it from what ifs well that was kind of like the wedding i mean i remember waiting for you to come down the aisle and kind of being nervous and all that and then it was almost like a lot of it was just a blur in you know what as it's going through um, yeah, I don't really remember much about the ceremony, which I do remember when we were planning the ceremony. I remember us agreeing that we wanted it to just be short, just a traditional short well, service. It was, yeah, it was almost as long as our courtship. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's just, I'm just kidding. Well, you know, a big part of the marriage ceremony is the vows and. Uh, you know what kind of brought us up when we were talking about this we've been going through some different things and talking about how nowadays it seems like a lot of times the vows don't mean a whole lot the you know what 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 is a vow that that we have what does that really mean and uh, you know it's really an agreement a contract that's almost between two people and you know with being a wedding vow it's a contract saying that you know that we will be with each other and and Amanda just read our yeah I actually when we were you know piddling around and looking through old wedding stuff I found our actual script that my uncle had had typed for the wedding and so um you know the wedding started with the greeting but then uh he labeled it as a declaration of intention so really I guess your vows are your intentions. What do you intend to do in this marriage? And, you know, that's where, um, you know, we repeated what he said. And and so you um, repeated that you would have me to be your wedded wife, to live together in the holiest state of matrimony. And then he asked, you know, will you love her, comfort her, honor her, keep her in sickness and health, forsaking all others? keep only to her as long as you both shall live and that's you know when you say i will so those are the things you were promising those were your intentions you mean on that we didn't say only if you treat me nice only if you make a lot of money only if it wasn't all those kind of things yeah (laughs) well i you know i think that's uh you know what we really kind of got uh caught up in talking about today when we're talking about you know your wedding vows where you you say you know i'm gonna I take you to be my wife or take you to be my husband to have and to hold and you know that's when you say for better or worse richer for poorer all those things but how many times in marriages do marriages get to the point where your attitude or your commitment becomes something more like well this is good enough or this is as good as it's going to get or um i promise that we'll stay together until the kids are grown or something like that but 
the reality of it is if those were the vows no, no one would ever agree to that i mean if those were your wedding vows on your wedding day that you said well i promise to to have a an average life with you or i promise it'll be okay and as long as you don't gain yeah. too much weight or lose your hair or whatever yeah. their stipulations and you know and really that that's the whole thing we're so naive when we get married you know you you should be anyway that you it's all about the love that you have at the time but you can't see what's happening down the road when somebody has health problems and you're going through different things and surgeries and you know then we've seen it with our grandparents ending up in the nursing home and different things or whatever it may be you know there's so many challenges that come and when you see a couple that's you've been married 50 plus years and they're together and they still look like they these vows mean something Mm -hmm. you know that that's what you hope for that's what you want and uh you know, um, but a marriage, though, is that contract, you know, that, that you enter into. And what's worrying us, you know, we've talked about this in today's society. There's not a lot of commitment in anything. And, uh, that, you know, that's that's what you think about. Like, most people move jobs multiple times now. Used to when we were kids. A lot of people work just two or three jobs their entire life. And now you may work two jobs or three jobs in one year. So... You know, when we think about the vows and stuff, I just think that's very important. What some of the memories that you can think of, uh, people that you saw at the wedding or anything like that that stands out that you remember? Hmm. Um, I remember uh, getting ready that morning and, of course, making sure all the last-minute details were done. I remember, you know, that just twinge of just a little bit of anxiousness, you know, thinking. Speaking of anxiousness, (laughs) one thing that I, you know, we didn't have cell phones really when we got married. And I think my mom and dad bought one. But what Amanda was talking about, I had some friends I was with the night before. And, you know, we had landlines. And I had a trailer at the time. And Amanda lived with her parents. And she was talking about that, that she kept trying to call my house, and I wasn't there. And so, you know, you didn't have, I was with my friends, so you didn't have that. And she was getting worried. I said, I asked her, did she think I was a runaway husband instead of the (laughs) runaway bride? That would have been a nightmare. Like, Left at the altar? I just don't even like to think about that. That's like a terrible version of a hallmark movie well you gotta remember now i wouldn't have done that because you were from winston county and i was afraid what might happen and we, we did have to cross smith lake <laughs> bridge there on the way to go to where the church we married you know i think about the church we married it was kind of a unique church pretty at the time it was round like mm-hmm. a, a round circular you know building but up at the very top it had a like a skylight and i can mm-hmm. still remember the it had tinted glass and i remember looking out that kind of a bluish look or whatever seeing that during the day yeah um you know and i i, I remember again seeing you for the first time that was neat as you were coming down the aisle oh uh, you know i i think one of the things we we look back and as we was looking at pictures if y'all ever see me running around the community or whatever i have an old white truck still in 1992 <laughs> i bought it new when i was first teaching and um i had that 92 chevy 
and we were looking at pictures and so we were very fancy we went to on our honeymoon in that white truck well no what we did we left the church in the and, truck but and, we had, and got in your car yeah my mazda we had parked at nanny and granddad's house because that's right. where we changed and everything before I, we and i do remember that they had written on the back of my truck window just married but they put it with like deodorant <laughs> and I remember forever we all, we couldn't hardly get that off there. Every that time it rained, rain the water beat it up, really beat it well. up on it. So uh, <laughs> I can remember that. Oh, uh, yeah, I do remember that changing at my grandparents and mm-hmm. and getting in the car and going from there. And we went to the mountains for our honeymoon, and that's where we talked about before that I had to be back in a couple of days because we had a <laughs> B team basketball tournament. But. Um, you know, we looked in here, and as we were going over this, we talked about where do we as a society, or in this case, you know, as a church, maybe drop the ball in a marriage. And as we were talking about it, you know, I think everything is great when we when we get married, but should we do something more in between there? Should there be checkpoints? Should there be checkups? You know, when you're young, you don't go to the doctor ever until you're sick or something. But as you start to get older, you are supposed to go to the doctor regular and monitor your health and your blood pressure and everything, cholesterol, all those kind of things. You know, I'm afraid a lot of times we don't do the same for our marriages. We don't really, we don't have a checkup at any point. And, you, you know, you've heard before when someone has cancer, if we had only caught it sooner. And, uh, you know, that brings up the thoughts about marriages and stuff sometimes. What if we had more meetings with stuff and, you know, that we went over things, making sure what the health of a marriage was good and if it was starting to kind of slide, if we could fix it? You know, any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be so valuable. And as you were talking, it made me think more again about, and we've talked about it many times before, about the the mentors we had early on in our marriage you know as as people as young people especially we we mimic what we see and you know so our models were our parents our parents marriages our models were those coaches that you worked with and um where i learned to be a coach's wife and uh learning you know those how to be a servant really um in a in a role where i was support a supportive role and so i think those things helped us a lot but like what you're saying like where maybe we do drop the ball we we just assume that you know after that wedding day it's happily ever after and nobody needs any more support but really the truth is um we we all need some support sometimes well, I was thinking about that, you know, and we, you know, we, I wish that we did have some points that you had. If if couples would come in at a three-year point in the marriage, a five-year point, ten-year point, because every phase of marriage leads to different challenges. And, you know, if you have children not born yet, your life is different. Once kids come along, life changes. Once kids get become teenagers, life is completely different. Once kids are out of school like ours, it's completely different. Go to college. And, you know, right now we're in a phase of our life. It's almost like being back just married again because our lives have changed because everything for 
20 years revolved around our kids, everything. And now we're at that phase of making sure that we still know one another. And, you know, and that's where we talk about if the checkup comes too late and you, you don't know the other person, it's easy to give up and just leave at that point or, or do your own thing. And, um, you know, that wasn't what God intended. He didn't intend us to live our lives to endure the other person. We're supposed to actually, you know, enjoy the other person. Yeah, and having that relationship. You know, I was having a conversation with uh, a friend the other day and, you know, just thinking about that point in your marriage where it's, you're in a rhythm, you you know, you're busy, you've got little kids, but, you know, if you stop and reflect and think about on the average day, how little time you actually have a meaningful conversation with your spouse. Because how many times does the day go by and you see each other, sure, but your conversation is just pleasantries. Good morning. How are you? How was your day? Just very surface. Morning, dear. <laughs> morning, honey. <laughs> if y'all watch Andy Griffin, you remember the episode where there was a couple, and I can't recall their name, but they were they were the <laughs> nicest people ever to all the people in the community. Mm. But to each other, they fought like crazy, would throw stuff at each other and all that. And then as soon as people knocked on the door, they would be the nicest. Well, hello, Sheriff. It sure is good to see you. <laughs> well, then Andy came up with a big idea, and they were going to make them mind and marriage counseling basically for them and be nice to each other. And they taught them manners and all this stuff, how to communicate with each other. Well, then they were so hateful to everybody else. So eventually they let them go back to the other way. So uh, when you were saying that, that how you talk with each other, how you act to each other, that was what what comes to my mind there. Yeah, so That's true. But, you know, like on an average day, how much time do we really spend talking to each other? I think we're probably spend... Well, I don't know Quite that you ever get to. Together, I don't know that you ever get to talk much with me. <laughs> so, but I listen a lot. You listen a lot. Yeah. But no, I, that is going to be the weirdest thing. And we said this earlier, or in another episode about we've been together almost every day. There's probably only been. I, we probably haven't been apart 20 days and I'm talking about permission trips that you were gone or I, you know because we've been on some together different things mm-hmm. but we've been together almost all the time that was like a, we, when we was looking at the wedding book you know we went out on Thursday night I think it was about a Saturday when we went out again mm-hmm. and we talked to each other almost every day the rest of the time and there's been very few days that we haven't spoken with each other Mm-hmm. But sometimes you don't have to say words. It's just knowing that person's near and being with them and, and on that part. So we take that for granted. And I really worry next year when I don't know what God's got in store for me or for Amanda or whatever. If we're not working together, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of sometimes when I think about it, I have to almost be like Scarlett O'Hara and say, oh, I can't possibly think about that today. I'll think about that tomorrow. <laughs> that becomes my attitude. Well, and, you know, we, we was mentioning in there about 
really not understanding what you're signing up for when you do have those vows and you just repeating the words and ours was traditional some people write their own vows and they are all there it would be neat that would i think that would be a good place to start with Mm -hmm. your spouse when you're doing a checkup is look at some of those things go back over that and we we had some friends that we were talking to one time if you if you got married and you didn't have love to begin with, it's gonna always be very difficult to have a stopping point to roll back to. And that's that was one of the things I think we were very blessed to have that and, and still do. But, you know, it 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 would let you go back to it. And I told the person, go back to the point and think about what you loved about the other one. And even though times are difficult and you run through a whole lot of things, go back and find that point and then that makes you think back to those vows. It think, makes you think back to the wedding ceremony and different things. And if you can go back and remember that time when everything was better and when you were happy, uh, then you can work to fix some of the problems at that point. Yeah, I mean, even just reviewing what the vows say and, and thinking about it in terms of when I said this, I meant it. I meant that I'm gonna love you whether we're rich or we're poor, and I'm gonna love you um, if you're sick or if you're healthy. You know, those are things that we promise to each other. Well, and then when we think about the marriage and everything, um, you know, the what your circumstances we talked about that earlier changed so much you know from living in this one house a little trailer to a house to but so does the responsibilities the mortgages grow bigger and your uh your finances are challenged more you know with everything and i think the biggest thing is is make sure if you're a young couple and you're listening to this if you haven't got married and you're listening to it i think that having some um, marriage counseling with the pastors or something before you go into it because i think a lot of times if a vow is basically a contract of what i will do what i'm promising to do but i think a lot of times people go into it and they never have explored all the the they didn't read the fine print that we know that there's going to be changes. You're not going to look the same in 25 years that you did. You're not going to like the same things in 25 years. Things may change, you know, and after you have kids and all kind of stuff, it, your your perspectives change. Mm, for sure. Well, I mean, we've been married longer than we were old when we got married. married. Quite yeah. a bit, yeah. And... Uh, you know, I think back to some of the things they go over, you know, and maybe discuss before you ever get married, how many kids you want, what kind of church are you going to attend, uh, all these kind of things that a lot of times, unfortunately, I think now it's a feel-good society, and if I'm happy it makes me feel good, then we, we get married. And that's probably why our divorce rates are increasing more and more that there's not a lot of pre-planning that's going in. And so I know, uh, you know that several pastors that we know, you know, Malcolm Carter and different ones, they do a lot of that. They make the people meet with them before the ceremony and go through some stuff. I, and I remember we did that too. Yeah. Um, Your with aunt. my uncle, yeah. And that was really good because he was outside of the, outside of the relationship. So he brought up points that we had not thought about. I mean, because we were just so goofy and excited and love, we had not thought yet about, well, do we agree on 
how to raise our children, how to discipline our children. Are the you know because those are things we had never talked about before. No, and and if you don't go through those things, I mean, can you imagine if one of you believed in still spanking a kid and one didn't? If all of a sudden you have children, it's the first time you've ever discussed that. That's going to be a major problem, and there's going to be resentment. There's going to be, you know, if you're the daddy and you can't whip them any because of their acting up, and that's going to create a rift between the two. Also, finances, you know, like understanding the person you're marrying. If you've got someone that's coming from a rich family and they had everything in the world and money's not so great, that's going to change lifestyles. Are you going to be with that? Is that going to be okay? And, you know, I remember when we first got married, you know, you were in college and finishing up and I just had started making a whole lot of money and we talked about we took for granted being able just to go out and eat you know back then yeah and we had the truck payment yeah that was one of the major things was my truck payment about 359 dollars i can't remember exactly how much i think it was i think at one point it was 309 okay and i remember that and seemed like it did increase at some point or something happened with it but i i remember that seemed like a million dollars at the time, you know, mm-hmm. coming through with it. But, you know, the biggest thing about this whole episode, again, it's not anything that's just fantastic and and life-changing. But looking back at our 27 years, it's just been great. And, and I, you know, I love you and I appreciate you for everything that you do. But I encourage you, if you're, you know, going to be getting married, make sure that you do the work prior to it. Talk about the things. Talk about the issues. If you're in the middle of a marriage right now and you're finding yourself in the 5 and 10 year and 15 year, go back and, and remind yourself daily or not daily, but just ever so often. Go back and look at those things. Remind yourself of what you, why you fell in love with the other one because sometimes it's easy to in the troubles and the trials that are going on in the world to forget those things Uh, those are some tough years i remember like that seven to ten year range yeah that's some tough years yeah well you're at a you're at a big point right there where it's you can't see the future but you're almost too far to turn to go back Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a mid-range right there and usually your kids aren't big enough to do much yet if you have kids and they're just small and that's a challenging time when because your kids take so much energy Mm -hmm. and so uh you know again that those are some of the things that i just encourage you and uh we we do appreciate you uh joining us and uh and again, Amanda, it's been a great 27, and I, I hope we get to many, many more. I know. Me too. I love you. Love you.